0: episode 249 of global from asia on the back of a bus minibus or a van from phong thailand to bangkok thailand not for the interview just for the intro let's go Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice.
1: And now, your host, Michael Miccolini.
0: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another Global from Asia 249 shows into this series or podcast or channel. And thanks, Rico, from Made in China podcast, for uh, enjoying the new shows and we are learning hopefully I didn't lose too much I'm using the zoom h six recorder in the back of a minivan. Two, four, six, eight, twelve people in this thing. Pretty packed. Hope I don't disturb them too much. But yeah, we're getting on we're gonna figure out how to get on Spotify the podcast if you're preferring to listen on Spotify. Decent amount of people like it on WeChat. I think iTunes and websites, and we try to get this everywhere we can. And, you know, we're doing a lot of amazing things leading up to the boot camp in July. Actually, David, our guest today, is going to be one of the instructors. He's he's an amazing expert on Amazon and marketing and, and hustling and making, making moves, making making things happen. So I definitely hope some of you can make it and it's a few days july 19 2021. also we are working hard on just re-engaging with the community Joko is getting back involved with our members and things like that and cross border summit is in guangzhou in october 22nd 23rd mark the dates i know a lot of you are in canton fair and global sources show right now and maybe even going to our great friend Chris Davies, FPA for you meetups, which happen every time. It's one of the first times I've missed the uh, whole trade show season living down here in Thailand. I'm going to skip going up to Hong Kong and Guangzhou and South China this time. But I'm sure a lot of you hopefully are still listening to this show while you're grinding out in these trade shows and uh, the, the hustle and bustle between all these borders and uh, cities in the PRD or the... Greater Bay maybe is a new word. Um, picking some more people up on this. Didn't, don't think we can fit more people, but more people are getting on this. So this week's show is a great one. It's uh, you know I think people like hearing about these cross-border or international people doing business between Asia and uh, overseas and coming into China. David's great. He's he worked at a massive Chinese FBA company and learned a lot of different tactics and taught them a lot of things. So we, we discussed that story and that experience, and I, I really enjoyed it. So this week's show is, is I think, going to be a good one for the long term. Just learning and hearing the perspectives of, I think, even me. you know, At the end of the show, I'll throw my 10 minutes after the interview. I've been doing it the last few shows. People seem to like it. If you want to hear some of my experiences with chinese sellers maybe but david's got amazing experience working inside of a company there for a couple of years so without further ado let's tune in are you doing cross-border business in asia have a hong kong bank paying suppliers in china paying your rent in thailand paying your staff in the philippines or other cases in vietnam and other places around the world check out GoRemit.HK. they are our long-term sponsor here at the global families show it's free to sign up there's of course the kyc but it's great i use them personally for paying my rent in thailand paying many people working on this show editing the show in the philippines in china so it's your it's your partner it's your place to go for making payments cross-border definitely check them out free to sign up and uh, tell them gfa sent you thanks again all right, thank you everybody for tuning in to another Global from Asia Podcast. Today's show, I actually I should have, I've been meaning to get him on the show. He's been uh, actively involved with our events here in, in, uh, in the community, and, uh, and a, a great guy to a very very nice nice and helpful guy in the community, David Nicolucci. How are you doing?
1: Hey, hey! What's going on? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me here for for the first time, Mike. We've been talking about that yeah, for, I for know. a while it, now. It's uh, it's well better late than never. So maybe,
0: yeah, I think even probably even multiple shows we've been we could do together. So yeah. so um, a little bit about you. You're a growth hacker, digital marketing consultant. Uh, you've yeah. worked with. You know, we will talk about it in the interview. But you've worked with big sellers in China, U.S., mm. and Europe, and mm. you've uh, been a speaker at Crossport Summit as well as other other great mm-hmm. events. And um, your company is called Growth Hack Consulting Hong Kong Limited. And, yep. uh, and yeah, so
1: thanks for coming on. Uh, did I cover you correctly or everything? Yeah, everything is perfect. Uh thanks for mentioning everything. I think you just pretty much summarized everything in a in a few lines. Uh this is me. Yeah, uh, you said my name correctly so that's fine. Yeah, I was
0: worried about <laughs> it. I mean, even I have my every messes up my last name Michelini, It's is, 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 oh, yeah. Mich- but uh <laughs> yeah. And Italian uh, heritage, yeah, <laughs> but it's great. I'm proud you know, you're you're the true Italian. I'm like I got yeah. the name, but I'm uh, uh, I'm actually 25. percent My grandfather came came from Italy to uh, New York City, and uh, yeah. you know, my parents uh, you know are different. I'm a I'm a big mixed, but uh, yeah, I love I love my yeah. Italian side. It's awesome, and uh, I've been there a couple of times. But you're originally originally born in Italy, right? And
1: what's yeah. what's some of your background? So well, my family is a little bit mixed. Uh, They say my mom's side, we came from Spain. My father's side, we came from Eastern Europe or Germany, but my passport is Italian. So I'm Italian, let's say almost 100%. Uh, yeah even even though I mean people normally don't think I'm Italian and I think actually in this business I'm one of the very few Italian you know consultants uh who's actually been speaking you know at, at your events and other events you know uh, on an international level you know normally Italians they stay on the on a different kind of business when they go abroad
0: True yeah it's, good. it's great to have you represent and and I... yeah we're lucky to catch you of course we could do this interview anytime but you're i think you're going to italy soon maybe this sh- when the show was yeah. online you'll be in italy so uh
1: yeah i had to change actually my flight ticket i just changed it right now like a few minutes ago because oh, wow. i yeah i was I was confirmed for uh um a conference in Shanto it's going to happen in a few days and then i have i'm going to speak actually at the global retail uh hong kong uh that's on may the 9th so if any one of you is is coming there just just you know say hi i'll be i'll be speaking there as well awesome
0: awesome great well yeah, maybe I, not great i guess you you know might look forward but italy so how did you get from italy to hong kong and china and you know how what's your story oh. yeah i'm sure <laughs> okay, it's that, interesting
1: that, yeah, it's very interesting. So a lot of people have been asking me that. I um, I was actually uh, I so it all started. Uh, I always always liked uh, digital marketing, and I after uh, actually before my graduation, I I started this internship in Germany, and I was actually working with some Italian partners. Then those those guys they they, they call me they hire me in Milano. I have been working two years with Groupalia is uh, the main competitor of Groupon. So, you know, it's um, Online marketing I, I started as Simply as a social media, uh, you know, helper, I was <laughs> replying the comments on Facebook and this was 2010, I think. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I slowly made my career into this company. I, I went to work in, uh, in the headquarter in Barcelona. I, there I was taking care of the entire digital marketing for, for Italy. And um, After two years in Barcelona and two years in Milano, I pretty much got tired of being in Europe I knew that something, you know bigger was waiting for me outside of Europe and I actually think that this is a common a Common thing with uh, with a lot of you know guys from Europe or from America who came all over to China Yeah, yeah, you you feel there is something that is calling you, you know, it's true. Um, Yeah so I actually, I actually started traveling all around. At that time I had no job, I just I just quit my job. It's a, it's a very interesting, it's interesting story because at that time my only occupation was taking care of my travel blog at that time and uh, I applied everything that I knew about SEO and digital marketing and I put it into work into my travel blog and within three months for certain particular keywords we were, I mean my blog was on the first page. Uh, I was I was starting around the world and writing about it. uh, And it was it was was quite nice Uh, the blog was called uh, Connect the world uh, But it's offline right now. So you're not gonna find it Um, And then I I fell in love with Asia This is this is the this is what really happened And then I decided to you know get a job somewhere Hong Kong Shanghai or Singapore but uh, it was quite hard to get a job without, a, you know, a company who could sponsor me. So eventually, I remember a headhunter a head from Hong Kong suggested me to try with Shenzhen. And literally, in two weeks, I got a very good offer from sambalitech Tech. Yeah, uh, these, uh, you know, huge Amazon sellers. They were expanding. They were hiring right, like crazy. It was four years ago, 2014. I joined their team after... Three interviews on Skype with with different managers. Uh, I remember, you know, the first struggle. You, you, everybody probably remembers that, you know, making your first visa for China. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, day zero, <laughs> ground <Yeah>. zero. <laughs> um, that that was quite interesting. So in November, I started working with Sanbali, and that's how I ended up in uh, in China. And man, it's it's an amazing experience. I mean, I, I think you can confirm that, right?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, you know, you've said a lot of amazing stuff, but yeah, I think it's similar, like, you know, the Western, I mean, I guess it is a little bit more male, uh, of course, but there's a way, we try to get more females too on the show, but of course Mm. it is a little bit more male, but yeah, I mean, people are, the youth, the younger generation sees the opportunity and, I guess it's also in the news and the media, but I don't think it's just the media. I mean, I think it's the reality, right? I mean, yeah, China and Asia is really on the on the on the up. I mean, these brands and these sellers. Um, so of course, you know, you've you know, I we've uh, mentioned a little bit in your outline. Of course, you've worked with the like you just mentioned this big seller, a Chinese seller. Mm-hmm. So I know you've you've had. We can link to some of your blogs. Um, oh we've yeah, talked yeah. about it too. But uh, you know, I'm. Sure, people listening are thinking like, "What's that kind of experience? What's you know, you know? Well, I mean, what would that? What was the, what was the first? You know, so you had the three Skype interviews. They they were growing. You sorry, you got to got to work there. Got the visa. You go to the office. How how was it compared to maybe your Italy and Germany uh, work
1: experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was completely different. You know, uh, everything you know." Of your past experience, professional experience in Europe, just forget it. Uh, <laughs> in China, yeah, in China, different rules apply. So I, you're right. I also wrote about this in my very first article that actually got a lot of, you know, uh, follow up, a lot of shares, a lot of re- uh, reads. Um, the secret behind the success of uh, Chinese Amazon sellers, and I was talking there how the the working culture within the company is so different. So when I joined Sun Valley, they were really expanding and really hiring right like crazy even foreigners. And at that time we were around 15 uh, foreigners uh, in a company that counted pretty much uh, 200 employees. So it, that, that was quite a lot of foreigners uh, for, for a Chinese company for a Chinese seller compared to probably what is now. But uh, this trend has been changing over the years pretty much because Chinese sellers you know they realize that they don't need as much foreigners as they used to need before and uh, also what happened is very it's very interesting so I'm telling you this little uh, this little happening um, I was hired as the uh, assistant of the Italian manager uh, the Italian manager at that time was uh, a lady who was a little bit older than me, but she had no experience with digital marketing at all. So it took the company, the it took the management pretty much a few days or weeks to realize that I was doing the job better than her. So they pretty much replaced us. Uh, they really switched the roles. I became her manager within a few weeks and this would never happen in a Western company, you know? Yeah, so the this, politics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean um, this. Uh, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put it too much into the politic, uh, you know, uh, talk. But this shows you the the speed uh, of action of Chinese companies. Uh, of you know how they react to the the internal and external happenings, and they just adapt, and that's really good for the business. You know, this is yeah, this is something that I wrote about in my in my article. It's something very. Uh, very you know characteristic of chinese uh, business and organizations they are very flexible they are very very quick uh, something happens they just they just adapt this is just you know uh, just one example but there are so many other examples i mean i'm telling you this because that happened to me and then anyway something that really um gave a big boost to my career uh, so after after a few weeks I was put on top of the italian management and then after after a few months, I was put on top of the of the global foreigners team uh, because you know i I can speak several languages from europe uh, I, I I had already digital marketing experience so they they were using my skills to to pretty much uh, benefit the entire the entire company so this uh, this speed of action uh, normally doesn't doesn't happen in in Western companies. So this is something that actually I think you know like Western companies could look at Chinese. I'm, I'm not saying directly learn from Chinese, but look at Chinese. Uh, you know uh, business. Uh, you know that could actually give some food for for the mind for the thoughts.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess there's a couple <laughs> couple of couple of points making maybe some listeners or even I'm thinking like. Well, I guess one, there's a saying in specifically Shenzhen, is their Shenzhen uh, speed. Uh, even yeah. Chinese people use it. So I think, I guess it's tr- probably maybe true all around China, but I would especially add to Ch- Shenzhen about the speed. It's like the boiling pot, pot of China. <laughs> you know, nobody's really from Shenzhen, really. It's like a 30 yeah. year old city. So I think even, he- even in Shenzhen, it's faster than maybe even other cities. Um and I guess my second point would be, you know, I I don't know. I mean, we, you mentioned GroupOn and startups. Would you say even compared to a western startup? I think west startups in the west might be, you know, so I'm think I don't have experience working in a Silicon Valley startup or or others, but uh you know, I I feel like those must be going pretty fast too with management and hiring. You would uh, would you say even compared to like a western startup
1: speed? Um, yeah, so I was working at this, uh, let's say startup, uh, when I was in Italy, um, they actually, uh, evolved quite fast. They passed from literally working in, in a basement to having a big office with around 100, 100 people, uh, in less than a year. Uh, so if, yeah, if you're, if you're asking me about the difference between, you know, growth and, you know, the uh, speed of startups, but I, I still definitely think that in China it's it, it's something uncomparable. Like uh, the speed of that actually business starts are launched, and then you know if it works, it will it will go on. If it doesn't work, you know, okay, next. Uh, it's this is really something incredible. Um, also, the uh, the entire mindset that you know. Uh, lies be, behind uh, People's mind it they, they really want to do something and you're right you find this particularly in Shenzhen uh, It's like uh, the American dream the you know the Chinese dream of many Chinese and also Western uh, Western people there is so many Western people who came to Shenzhen and they they have this culture of you know doing business doing it quick doing it fast uh, even though sometimes it might not be perfect, but this is this is absolutely the Chinese way the startup mentality, you know Trying to get some funds somewhere uh, Well, actually what what used to be very hot until I guess a few years ago very very recent thing It was uh, you know a bunch of guys who used to work um, At at some big uh, Chinese Amazon sellers, uh, you know a bunch of colleagues even young people young men like normally there would be like twenty four twenty six twenty seven they would put together their ideas they would start a team and they would start an amazon selling account and they would sometimes they some of them they had good results but you know this is definitely harder uh, getting harder and harder uh to to actually happen right now because we know that the rules of the game are changing so you know but 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 yeah, I definitely think that you know the the, the speed Oh, Shenzhen Speed is something incredible that you pretty much find nowhere else. True. Awesome, man. So,
0: you know, I think um, I always try to think of this, the listener, but I'm thinking there's even I'm thinking like uh, there's two sides. I'm sure you had experiences and knowledge and perspective that maybe the the seller, the company you work you know, joined in Shenzhen had didn't have, and there's probably things that you uh, didn't know or have exposure to that maybe you learned. I mean, I don't, I don't know how we could summarize or, or um, kind of compare or balance or 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 you know, summarize. You know, what was some of the things you could say you learned and some of the things that they learned from you, you know, or Westerners maybe in general.
1: Okay, so if I have to, you know, think about wh- what I gave and what I what I got, uh, because I I definitely think uh, that my two years in China, in mainland China, in Shenzhen, with two different companies, they have been full of, you know, I I learned a lot. It 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 it's been a treasure. Seriously, I I gave a lot. I also got back a lot. You know. I not only I got knowledge, but also, you know connections and the mindset uh, once again I I think okay if I have to put something on the on, on the first line there would be the mindset. I mean um, I for example, let's let's take my example I knew when I was let's say 25 26 right before coming to China that at some point of my life I would start my own business. I knew it because uh, I just wanted to do it but I had no idea that I could do it actually before I turned thirty. And that happened only because I lived in China for two years and I actually saw how how, how things work work here. Uh, now I'm in Hong Kong and it's a little bit different. So definitely I learned this not only for you know from you know in the daily activities at office or at the works Work uh, space, but also talking with other people joining events you know like the events that you're organizing they're really good to connect people together to to do networking you know to to find valuable connections um so i i i am a big advocate you know of joining any event that you create because they really bring people together who need to be with each other um thanks so yeah um one thing that i i gave to let's say to 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 my a former employer or to the let's say Chinese sellers community Well, I I remember I brought in something that wasn't really Exploited at that moment. Uh, they weren't really doing a good use of KOLs for example for for Amazon sellers Because a part of my job was actually to take care of Kols in Italy, so I remember with uh, this group on like business I was contacting a um, different bloggers, uh, you know, lifestyle bloggers, uh, food bloggers, and they were just waiting for somebody to give them, you know, the free dinner somewhere. And, uh, we had the coupon, so we were just sending them a free coupon and they could just, you know, do this. And then over the time, uh, I learned how to actually develop this valuable relationship with, uh, with the key opinion leader, with, with the influencer. And then I took this system and I, and I brought it, into the Amazon world, and then I started, you know, with Sambali with Rough Power to actually have some valuable connections with tech reviewers uh, who could, for example, you know, uh, the, the the power bank. So Sambali uh, is mostly selling, you know, power banks and electronic uh, products. Rough Power is one of their main products, and the competition is is crazy. So, but with this relationship that we actually made, we were able to to have the priority. Um, before the others because we had a good relationship with the, uh, you know, with, with the influencer. So this is definitely something that I, that I, that I, that I brought in. Uh, I definitely got, you know, uh, well, a lot of, you know, little, little, little tricks for work. I'm, I'm not talking about black hat, but I'm just talking yeah. about, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. people are, I mean, that's kind of like on the next item. Yeah. If you want to start talking <laughs> about it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean... that, that's something hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, um, I, I got my name now associated a little bit with the guy who is exposing black black hat. I I, I got some journalists, you know, like uh, trying to interview me. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I this is also something you can learn because we don't do that so much in Europe. You know, we also in that article, actually, I think it was the, the yeah, maybe the first or the second one that I'm actually exposing what's going on in China on the black hat side i'm i'm talking about the work ethic like we normally try to play on the on the first side we we don't do black hat. but yeah so you know some some little tricks also white hat completely white hat some ways of working or the mindset that you know yeah this is i think i was i was saying exactly the, the this thing that i'm gonna say right now at the presentation that i had at your uh, I think it was the global from Asia yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly the cross-border summit I I said this very example people in in the West in Europe they would say um, I have to go to work today like it's Monday I cannot meet you because I have to go to work but in China they would say it's Monday I want to work Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) so this is
1: yeah this is yeah this is very different so you know I think this is amazing you know
0: yeah, I think that, yeah, I remember you. your talk about that, like, we, we. I guess, I don't want to say us and them, you know, foreigners and Chinese or Westerners, it, but, I mean, I definitely think we could, uh, I think people have to respect the hustle, respect the, yeah. you know, I, I, obviously, I know a lot of Chinese sellers, too, I mean, over the years, I've, uh, I've worked with them, and, uh They'll eat they'll just have a rice cooker they'll go to Los Angeles they'll sleep in a warehouse they'll eat rice every day straight up white rice yeah. they'll just work they'll work they'll sleep yeah. in the same clothes they'll bring a briefcase only you know <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta also think of that with the quote-unquote Chinese seller you know of course there will you know obviously there's and there's just so many so of course yeah. there's gonna be bad ones and a, unfortunately i think you know i always try to think what a chinese person say what i'm going to say but i think most chinese people would agree with me you know there's they'll they feel like it's uh the culture is just like uh it's not abundance mindset it's a lot of times you gotta just you you know uh winner takes all you know i mean no take no prisoners um (laughs) stuff stuff like that like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and it's not just against foreigners they 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 i think you've my experience that i've definitely seen it with some of my friends that are sellers they they fight you know chinese will fight each other it's not like they're just attacking foreigners on on amazon yeah. so yeah. uh it's uh it's just kind of like lord the, what's that book art of war right uh yeah
1: yeah you yeah. know
0: it's read i've read that book i mean it's just that that might be a good one for people to read it's just just kind of the way it is i mean i'm not saying it's, Every Chinese seller, but uh, you know, it's just the Chinese business culture. Whether it's Amazon, eBay, you know, even like uh, even Google, like uh, some people, yeah. some Chinese felt like they called China, uh, Google called the Panda update to to yeah. <laughs> to crush the Chinese uh, that were spamming uh, spamming backlinks on uh, to, to rank Google before Amazon was so huge, they were ranking Am- Google oh, yeah. to sell you know uh, OS commerce. Copied light in the boxes and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, but but uh, yeah. you know, so it's just uh, whether it's Amazon or eBay or, or anywhere. You know, it's just. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just uh, the way it is. Well, maybe. Yeah, it, it is
1: war. It, it's it's war, man. And then this is this is why I actually named my the my recent article the la- the last one war is on how to fight unfair competition on Amazon because it is definitely a war. Uh, it is it's a jungle and uh, you know, there are so many competitors right now And uh, I was actually talking with one of my Chinese uh, friends today uh, You know, just just you know random random talk um, c- Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I still hear okay. you. I'm listening. Okay uh, And yeah, she, she was telling me that you know uh, today compared to you know one or two years ago There is not anymore the what what used to happen before what I, what I was saying before like you know a group of people with a little amount of investment money you know a little amount of money they would just start their own business in Amazon and that doesn't happen anymore because they know already that if they don't have the right uh, you know uh, how do you say equipment with them that means the right amount of money that would actually allow you to go to work they, they cannot survive so today today it's a war and there are so many competitors out there so many brands trying to survive so many you know small sellers, but yeah, this is also pretty much what's what's going on right now. If you are small, you will probably not make it out there you know in the e-commerce or in on in Amazon, let's say
0: okay, yeah, so. Which is true whether you're Chinese or a foreigner. I think it's maybe there's this consolidation in the industry. I mean, the easy days are over of you know, uh, free products for five star reviews and all that. You know, um, yeah. I think it's uh, maybe it'll go into the point. Um, try not to jump around too much on my outline, but uh, I think it's about right. You know, what you, you know, kind of leads into this question? I have like. S- So there's a lot. Obviously, most of our English podcast and uh, it's for Westerners listening. Should they just say, oh, man, I'm just give up? I mean, just China's taking over Amazon. (laughs) Bezos wants only Chinese or factories, factory consumer. Am I dead? Should I just give up or should I even start? I mean, you know, what what, would... What's your honest, honest feedback? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay. Uh, my honest feedback is this: uh, try it because actually, uh, as I'm as I'm still saying, you know, everywhere and every time that I'm interviewed or I speak with somebody, it is true that you are getting a smaller piece of the cake, and it's harder to even get that piece of the cake. But the cake itself, it it's as big as it's never been. So. It's the biggest size ever of the cake. I mean e-commerce in general is just growing and booming day after day uh, Amazon is is just growing. I was taking a look at the stock It's it's on the way to go back to the two thousand US dollar per, <laughs> per single stock and we are happy about that You know everything everything is growing uh, Amazon passed I think it just passed Google for product search on on, on Internet yeah. That, that yeah, yeah, so before it used to be you 50, know, fifty-fifty. I think now just past Google. You know, I heard Amazon six. I think somebody literally just. Told oh, me. but yeah, yeah, I, am. I mean, but yeah, exact. Sorry, sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, and you know, Amazon is is it's a huge company. It's an amazing company. They're doing so many things. They are pretty much everywhere. You know, media advertising. You know. Uh, Retail uh, Anything I mean web services everything, you know so data. I mean we we know that So it's uh, just be there try uh, Don't be scared. You can also try with little money But the thing is this do not believe who's trying to sell you You know the pre-cooked meal or the uh, the magic formula because that doesn't work. It's never worked actually not even when it was easy so guess if it's working today it is not working uh, you you I mean, I'm trying to talk right now with, you know, um, new sellers or people who want to approach this business uh, that I believe that would be a lot listening right now, you know, uh, do not give up, but also do not believe to anybody who's trying to make it too easy for you. Uh, do not believe to those who are selling you the magic formula that you invest $2,000 and then after one year you are at the beach sipping your mojito <laughs> and <then> making, <laughs> yeah, making passive income. It, it doesn't work like that. You know? But, yeah, you know, you, you have to work every day. That's the same thing that I do. For example, take a look uh, at what I do. I'm a consultant. I run my business online uh, for for most of it. I don't have an Amazon store, but I help several sellers to to run their Amazon store I most of the time I work from home and I think you know This is one of one of the things that we really we are really blessed for that we love You know working from home working from a coffee shop or even from a beach, but I wake up every day 830 I wake up. I have my routine. I have my coffee. I I switch on my computer. I turn you know I turn on my computer. I, I look at my emails uh, Yeah, we are hustlers, you know, like like you said before and you have to constantly be updated, and you know, uh, also talk with with people. You know, join seminars or boot camps that you know that you're organizing soon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's gonna be great, by the way. <laughs> definitely, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll get to the boot. I mean, I guess for me, I'm uh, I'm all about adding value, whether it's this podcast, we're definitely gonna plug the boot camp, and and we're gonna talk about what you do. Um, and I love it, man. I, that's why I'm happy to have you on the show. There's no get, you know. I'll honestly, um, it seems like Amazon has been the target of the MLM make money, or well, maybe not MLM, but you know, make money online or yeah. uh, get rich quick schemes. You know, buy a course. Yeah. <laughs> you know sit on a yeah. beach of course there's going <laughs> yeah i mean of course uh there, you should learn and we should always be learning but uh i think here at gfa it seems like you you know we're about building long-term value long-term brands long-term assets you know um and doing it the right way and, and building real value is obviously never going to be fast whether it's amazon ebay or uh you know a, a store in the a hundred years ago, you know, I think to build a real yeah. value, it's going to take time. Yeah. So, um, and I would say, I think for also for listeners, it's, uh, it's I think the one struggle, I mean, while you did say KOLs is important, I think it's still hard for somebody based in China or Asia to really know the customer, really be connected to the industry, really know the hot trends. Yeah, I still think there's that gap, you know, whereas if you're in Europe or the US, you, you have still a much even for me, I don't know about you, but I've lost touch, honestly, with like oh, yeah. the, the trends and the news, what's hot. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, whether it's Chinese or not, you know, or just foreigners in Asia, I think it's harder for us to keep up with the trends that are happening in the local markets or in those markets. And if you really focus in one specific niche, build a real brand, you know, try to be, you know, building content and building relationships in your industry with KOLs or people, you know, even your customer, you know, I think that's the yeah. real way to grow and, and build value.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, here I want to take the uh, uh, the occasion for actually saying something that really goes fits perfectly with what you're saying, you know. There is a lot of, you know, uh, like fashions, like what's hot right now, what kind of, you know, what kind of marketing technique works right now, which marketing tool works right now. So I I had a call with a client and he was asking me, okay, which tools do you use to, you know, run this, run that, or to do this special promotion or to run, to, to get a lot of clicks. And I told him, man, I'm sorry, but. I'm, I'm not a tool guy and I pretty much never use tools. Uh, I mean, this is true because when I want to do the consulting service for my clients, I mostly do everything by myself and I use the help of my team members. Uh, I have around 15 to 20, you know, uh, remote uh, freelancers. Uh, we, we do quite, quite a good job. But anyway, I was telling him, I do not run after the, you know, the the trend, uh, what's working today because I always try to focus on what is still working tomorrow. So this is, this is my, my approach to this kind of business. And this is also my, my suggestion to anybody who's, you know, uh, trying to, uh, to, you know, to, to open a store or to, you know, to approach this, this kind of business, uh, don't. Always follow the, the new trends because they come and go. There is always a new a new tool that will give you, you know, X leads, XY clicks, whatever. But try to focus on giving value and creating your brand.
0: Agree. I mean, yeah, I mean I know we've had Mayor on the show in the past and uh many others and it's it's all about the the brand, I think, is really everything. Yes. So so uh, let's go into Euro yeah. I mean, you mentioned a little bit. I would love to hear. I think listeners would love to hear more. Like you know, you you're mostly working now. You know, you're like you said, you started your own agency. You work with uh, brands in Euro, U.S., Europe, around the world. Do you want to give us a little bit of uh, no uh, overview of what you what you can help people with?
1: Yeah. So I. You know uh, the services that I provide—they are pretty much uh, the same with what I started with. Uh, I opened my consulting business in uh, January 2017, so now it is a little bit more than two years that it's already going, and I'm really proud of this. You know, it's my first business, and I do what I love—that is helping people to you know sell more on their e-commerce and to spend less. Uh, this is you know my. My my promise, let's say what I what I help uh, you know anybody to do and uh, yeah Amazon is the main channel. I also help in any other kind of kind of channel or uh, I I also used to have some clients who are not selling products but are selling services so. But the main service that I provide, are, you know, those that any Amazon seller needs, like listing translation, listing optimization, a lot of PPC campaigns. We we do a lot of PPC management. Uh, this is something that really makes me proud because uh, we have. I, I personally post all over my all over my social media. I don't know if if some, some one of you has got me on WeChat or LinkedIn, I constantly post those screenshots of my client's account where the sales go up, ACOS goes down. You know, it's uh, this is a very, you know, it's something that makes me proud uh, as a professional because I like to, to give value. Um, and then, yeah, we have uh, Facebook, uh, social media management, you know, external traffic, deals, promotion, KOL. Uh, even though um, something that I want to say here is that the the, the need the the demand is a little bit changing uh, what I see as a as a consultant uh, is less and less request of what doesn't give immediate ROI a return on investment uh, from Amazon sellers for example they used to request a lot of Facebook management now that's always less at least at least in my in my experience because uh, the average Amazon seller would focus more right now on on the listing, on the PPC, definitely on the PPC. Uh, they would try to explore more AMZ, you know, so display ads, banner ads, you know, uh, direct product targeting. Um, and that, that's also something, you know, very, very interesting. So, yeah, this is just a quick uh, overview of what I do. Awesome.
0: Yeah, man, you've, you have great... <laughs> You have great uh, knowledge and experience and you also are able to bring it into a good uh, – you also do workshops and speaking and uh, <clears throat> you've, you've helped plug it a little bit already. But I think now we're you know, going to mention – I'm excited to have you as one of our key uh, key uh, people sharing at our uh, first ever Global From Asia Boot Camp this uh, July in – Chiang Mai, Thailand. Getting it down here. Definitely so, excited. It's
1: gonna be great, man.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be awesome, man. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, get a, a small group of people for, first you know, we'll have to, we're talking it. Uh, still getting to collect and the feedback from everybody, but we'll work a three-hour yeah. sessions from uh, a morning session for three hours and an afternoon session for a few hours for people that really want intensive training yeah. from you on different levels right you have um, you have of course the getting started or you know the be- beginner and you also have the advanced tracks so we're going to get people uh, whatever level they're ready for so I'm really excited to have you there for the first one
1: yeah and i think you know nobody should miss it because it's it's in thailand so you know what more what more can you can you ask for it's it's a boot camp you know it's organized by you know by global Parade from asia we we know you you guys do a great job uh, you you choose very good speakers of course i'm talking about me <laughs> okay uh, jokes course, apart You're but, the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay but jokes apart i mean yeah there's going to be a lot of other great speakers i was talking i think with daniel um yeah daniel uh, fernandez I I, yeah yeah i was talking with him yesterday uh and then many others uh and, and it's going to be nice, you know, it's not just this, the same boring event in Huachan Bay or whatever, no, that, that's going to be in Chiang Mai, you know, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I
0: mean, we're trying to be more more action oriented, we want people to bring the bring the laptop or at least be ready to make some, make some moves, make some actions, make some updates real time. I mean, I think that's been some great feedback, you know, our previous events, but especially with the the word boot camp we you know um it's a limited yep. amount of people and we're gonna have you know it's a nice resort i can't wait to have you have you there and uh you know it's gonna be obviously chiang mai is much more relaxing than uh hua Bay, like yeah. you mentioned so, uh, <laughs> both have their good and their bad uh, depending on what you're trying to do yeah. but uh but yeah man and uh it's been great i i look forward to having you and uh yeah, this is It's has been my pleasure. A, this has been a great uh, this has been a great interview and uh you know, I think we can get you back on in the future too for more and uh, I hope this some listeners can meet both of us at the boot camp.
1: Oh yeah. Uh yeah, the last thing I want to say but I'm sure you will provide that uh you know, definitely. Uh yeah, if if any one of you is interested in reading my two articles, they are they're yeah. very long articles. So you you can put the link sure, there. Sure. Yeah, make sure you uh, send it
0: to me and I already have a note on my uh, Okay. my Okay. My, my uh, script here or my outline. So okay. definitely send okay. me it, and we'll put it up on here uh, on the yeah. show notes for the blog. Yeah,
1: it's uh, you know it's a good read before before sleeping or whenever you have some break. But you know it takes like at least half hour each one of them to to, to go through. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good.
0: And then how can people, yeah, we didn't say it. You're, of course, people can find your own website and blog. Yeah. What's the best way people, uh, and also email or social media, whatever you like, you know, shout yeah, out. You, you know, shout WeChat,
1: out. Facebook, I, I constantly get requests on Facebook, WeChat, whatever. You can find me on many groups. Uh, you can add me on WeChat. You can probably leave my WeChat ID. Okay. Uh, yeah, down uh, there is my email on my website. You can contact me through my website, to LinkedIn, WeChat, whatever it works. Okay. Okay, great. All right, all right, David. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks thanks to you so much for having me. And see you soon at the bootcamp. Yeah, see you at the boot camp.
0: Are you looking at brand registry and other benefits of being an actual brand? This is the future of e-commerce and business in general. So make sure you get your trademark set up correctly. Our partners at Trademarks 247.com or 247.com can help you get set up online fast, easy, and the right way. Get the info you need as well as the services at www.trademarks with an s 247.com. Thank you, David, for sharing. I hope some of you guys got some interesting insights and perspectives. And I think it's true. I mean, we can you know i think there's some chinese sellers listening or chinese business people listening and i have a chinese wife and I, I have a lot of great chinese friends and i don't like this whole us versus them kind of feeling i don't i hope we didn't give you that feeling with david and my conversation just now i don't i know honestly i think the chinese are you know americans too are a little bit too proud sometimes get a little bit a little bit uh, sensitive i don't think we were being offensive but of course in the world it's you know there's a huge amount of Chinese sellers that are doing great and I've I've had some uh, working with me when I was uh, getting set up in China and I think one thing we should learn from uh, the the successful Chinese seller is they are relentless you know they are focused on doing whatever it takes to make money to get to the top of Amazon and uh, you know some of some Well, i don't want to say chinese i think there's westerners or foreigners that are doing black hat things on amazon so you know i don't want to say it's just chinese but i think uh, like we said you know chinese uh, businesses work some most of the, some five days some six days long hours you know especially in europe or in italy there's you know a late start in the day there's a long lunch siesta you know drinking outside the voce vita, living the good life, dolce vita, I think it is. Sorry, I messed that up. Sorry, David. <laughs> My bad Italian here. But uh, you know, Chinese are are make money. You know, you can see it in Chinatowns around the world. You know, they're 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 hustling. They're up early. They're um, you know, making sales, making deals, making trades. You know, getting that getting that getting that cash money in the bank account in the cashier's box. So. You know, you gotta respect the hustle. Of course, it's not cool to uh, to do negative things to other sellers or other people in business. You know, I I don't uh, I don't uh, in, I don't like anybody to do that. You know, to, to, to take down another listing, to take down another seller account. Um, but I mean, if you're just gonna work hard and do what it takes to keep adding products, adding listings, getting getting that ranking. And that's what a lot of Chinese sellers are willing to do. They're willing to work hard. I mean, a lot have worked in my companies over the years, and they they put in the hours. I mean, they want to learn, and they want to take take whatever uh, opportunity they can to get ahead and make a better life for themselves. You know, I think people talk about the American dream of America which i don't really exactly know what it is i've had some disputes in my facebook comments and in my blog comments with americans but i think the american dream is similar to the chinese dream is you know make make money on your own to be able to buy a house to be able to provide for your family to be able to make a good life for yourself um i'm not gonna get political but i don't think china's at least in the economic sense is a uh, com- communist uh, i don't think uh, there's any barriers for people that are willing to work as hard as they possibly can work you know they're incentivized to work hard and to make money so i think we all got to keep that in mind it's, it's a global marketplace now the world is flat people everywhere i mean i've done even training in philippines for amazon and i've uh, met people all around the world selling online you know africa it's been more and more people i've been doing business with on fiverr and Upwork or in africa lately i guess there's more internet connectivity in africa but uh that just means you got to keep up you know you can't be lazy you can't just be sitting back there collecting your money thinking you're always going to be number one on Google or Amazon or whatever kind of place you're at making money you know I think um, it's scary It it's scary yeah it's scary I mean there's no entitlement there's no guarantee in life you have to keep innovating you have to keep learning you have to keep working you have to have to do that I mean I've seen many come and go and and uh, in my experiences the reason I've seen Chinese sellers succeed is they work hard and uh, but I'll put some other reasons I think the government is very incentivizing you know free free real estate you know free renting free office space there's also a lot of free um, you know loans or there's tons of investors that invest in Amazon or invest in sellers invest in export based companies I think the government subsidizes that or or sponsors that or doubles down on those investments Don't quote me on that part, but I know, basically, I know that there's a lot of money, and I know uh, some FBA seller friends that are Chinese that get government support, and, uh, you know, the trend has been to build their own brands. I mean, for years, I I went to some Chinese seller events, and they they know that they need to make their own brands. So, you know, the game is on. Like I said in the last last episode, you know, some uh, European sellers in Chiang Mai met are getting a little bit nervous that the Chinese sellers are getting better. Growing their skills. Um, obviously, we should have expected that. I mean, you should have expected that. Uh, but it's it's real now. But I don't want to scare everybody. Yeah, you know, I think you still can build a, a good brand. I think uh, you just can't take any anything randomly, throw it out there, get a bunch of free giveaways, get some reviews, and you're good. I mean, I think it's just going to be hard. And uh, thinking back to Jerry Gone, way back show. He, um, he says, you know, you, there's two things. There's marketing and there's product. You have to make a good product. And, of course, you have to have good marketing. But if you have to be better in one and the other, probably be better in the product side. I mean, if you have a good product, which is going to be connected to your brand or people are going to trust your product um, and making hard decisions sometimes when it might not be so easy. I wish I had video right now. It's pretty cool. I'm looking out at a, a huge... Buddha temple statue in, the, in a field like probably five or six stories tall in building height anyway uh, so I mean focusing on your product knowing your product you know Chris David is uh, I think listening to this show right now thanks Chris and he's got his meetup or he might be busy with his meetups definitely check it out FBA for youcom but basically you know I know he's working hard on innovating making pro engineering and product design and being unique and being first to market on some kind of the newest enhancement or add-on or other thing in your niche in your market so there is hope you should just stay on top and I think the one strength I think I mentioned in the interview with David is being on top of your market being really closely connected to your customer and I watched a video lately um, of the anchor founders of one of the founders that left Google to come back to China to make power banks. And he says he just listened, really read hard the Amazon reviews. He really listened to his customer. He kept iterating based on customer feedback. And I think that's the main job of a seller or a business owner is listening to your customer. I'm, I'm doing the same thing with the boot camp. We've been talking to people on our email list and getting surveys and, and, uh, and, and modifying the program in real time based on what people are saying so I think there's there's hope you know uh, reading negative feedback of other products in your niche maybe before you started or even if you started but I think it's the job is to know your product inside and out and uh, standing behind that and if if you have a quality problem which sucks and we've all dealt with it just being uh, owning up to that and paying the price and thinking about the long term okay Mm, think I'm getting close to Bangkok now, passing more statue stores. I guess there's a lot of people that buy these statues. There's like by the highway that you can pick up a statue for your home. And uh, yeah, but Buddhist statues are not decoration. If you ever fly in and out of Thailand, you'll see these huge signs at the airport. They say um this is not a decoration day of like don't get a tattoo with buddha don't buy it for your decoration in your house it's like a religious thing so yeah i mean there's these little buddhist temple setups in almost every house or business to um remember or keep you grounded i think you know i think religion anywhere it's always about thinking uh, deeply about life and yourself and what's the meaning of life and why are you here is it just to make money is it just to just to sell online i think there should be more to it actually i had an amazing meeting in hua hin i don't think forced me to sign an nda i don't think he listens to the podcast but i think he's our raise my emails uh, it was an amazing meeting with him and some other amazing people in hua hin a few hours away from bangkok about doing some things in the community that might be a little bit more powerful and meaningful than just selling things online and making money. I'm excited. I, usually I don't sign NDAs. I, he, he had it printed out and ready, pre-filled two versions, and I signed it. I I did it, whatever. I've heard of some people just will walk away if they get NDA. But I, I mean, we had a long conversation, literally like four or five hours, a deep conversation. That's where I'm coming back from right now. And I'm, I'm focusing on quality over quantity. I really want to get to know people deeper, and we uh, we had a great conversation. He's one of these under under the radar people. Doesn't want to get a huge personal following, but uh, he's been following what we're doing here, and is interested in something very cool. Cool is coming. I don't know if Wendy makes it all the way to the end of this show, but. Uh, just keep on listening, keep on enjoying this show. 249 episodes getting wrapped up here and I uh, appreciate you for listening all the way to the end and thank you to our sponsor goremit.hk for sponsoring this podcast. Definitely check them out for payments and cross-border payments paying your suppliers in Thailand. Uh some things happening with that too. I got a couple episodes coming up with factories in Thailand. Uh, meets people that manufacture and sell on Amazon directly themselves, which is pretty amazing. So um, just stay tuned, and we will talk later. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.